0: Greetings and welcome back to the Kiss My Aesthetic podcast. It's me, Michelle, with another solo episode. On this week's episode, I am talking to you about my brand questionnaire. My brand questionnaire is super important in setting the tone for the project and making sure that you have the answers that you need to really understand what your client is looking for. Uh, I think that this is a step a lot of people skip or don't have a formal process for or don't know even what to ask. So in this episode, I'm gonna share exactly all the questions that I ask why I ask them, and what kind of answer I'm looking for for my client to make sure that I, the designer, can do a good job on their project. So get right to it. You're listening to the Kiss My Aesthetic Podcast. I'm your host, brand designer, creative, and social media junkie, Michelle Winterstein of MKW Creative Co., and I'm here to share strategies, hacks, and know-how on branding, marketing, and entrepreneurship for the online-minded small business owner. In this podcast, I'll be sharing interviews, solo episodes, and even more to help you up-level your brand by turning your visions into visuals and connecting with your ideal audience online. Let's get to today's episode. The brand questionnaire, first and foremost, needs to be something that your client can easily access, edit, and understand how to use. Typeform is great. I know a lot of people who use Typeform, but I find that it doesn't really show the answers in a way that people can understand or come back and edit. Also, if you send a PDF, how are they going to edit it, put their information in, or their answers? For me, I love using Google Docs. Pretty much everyone knows how to use Google Docs at this point. It's very easy to share links that can be editable, and by keeping it in a Google Doc, you can easily integrate it with the rest of your drive and make all the deliverables in one folder, which is just a win-win. At the top of my brand questionnaire, I include a little paragraph that explains how I want them to use the questionnaire. You would think that it would be pretty straightforward, but a lot of people mess this up. I said at the very top, this questionnaire gives us the information we'll need to get started on your project. The more information you can give us in this phase, the better we can deliver on what you're looking for. This is also an ongoing brainstorm document for your brand. Feel free to add collaborators to this document with the share function. This will also be stored in your Google Drive at the end of the project. Pretty easy. At the end of this little intro paragraph, I include the link. For them to book the next call with me. Because this is really step one in their brand design process is to fill out the questionnaire and when they're done get on my calendar so we can review their answers together. Then I've separated my questionnaire into a few different sections. The first section is general brand information, the second section is brand culture and customer experience. The third is brand positioning. The fourth is aesthetics, and the fifth is brand awareness. And those are kind of my five different parts. Um, obviously, depending on the business, they're gonna have some sections that are more heavily weighted than other sections but pretty much for the most part this questionnaire works for a lot of different industries so section one general information what is your brand name and how would you like it spelled out exactly in the logo this is a great question because somebody's business might be one thing and then they want it spelled out differently than another so any business that ends with "and co, "and company, and .co, are you using an and, are you using a plus sign, are you using an ampersand, there's lots of different variations there. Do they have a tagline that needs to be included in the logo? I have that also included later in the questionnaire. But this very first line is a very easy question to skip, and it's one that I find is very important. The second question is, is there a unique story behind your business name? For example, how, when, and why did you start this business? A lot of times the origin story is important to a client's uh, business story, but sometimes it's not. So you don't really know that until you ask. So asking someone why they wanted to start the business and getting it in writing is sometimes a nice jumping off point when you're working on their logo design or brand design or social media, any design really. The next question is, what is the mission statement? I talk about this pretty heavily in one of my earlier episodes called Defining Your Brand Identity. And mission, vision, and ideal client avatar are really the most three important phrases of your brand design, in my opinion. So your mission statement, and people often confuse the two, mission and vision statement. The mission statement is who you are, what you do, who you help, and how you help them in two to three sentences. So you can start this sentence with my or our mission is blank, blank, blank. I've got some examples of this in that other episode, defining your brand identity. So that would be a good one to go back and reference. The next question on the questionnaire is what are your brand vision statements? Your vision statement gives your business a sense of direction. It sets your beliefs. These are your manifesto statements. These set your core values. So you can think of vision statements as the world would be a better place if... Dot dot dot, and how your company is the answer to that question. You can also talk to what basic human emotions your company appeals to or how your brand solves the problem. This is in the vision statement. So the vision statements can be both internal and external. You can have an internal vision statement that says, We want our company to grow to 500 employees in six countries across the world, versus vision statement external, aka what your clients would be seeing or your ideal client avatar would see, might be somewhat different. So your vision for them is that we believe everyone should have equal access to beautiful skincare that also doesn't harm the environment, for example. That's a vision statement. Next question on the questionnaire, please give an overview of your products or services. Are there brand extensions? So it's often that service-based entrepreneurs have a few different offerings. Maybe they have a signature program, they have an online course and they have free opt-ins or templates. Ask your client what all they have going on because that might tell you something you need to know about branding and the general brand architecture. Brand architecture is a very heavy topic. There's a lot to go into there. So I won't totally touch on that in this episode. But asking these kinds of questions is really helpful. Helpful, excuse me. An example of a brand extension would be a personal trainer who also runs a fitness challenge or an interior designer who also has a retail store. You can see how they're related, but they might be branded slightly differently. You want them to look like siblings and not necessarily twins, or you're going to use colors or patterns or different variations of the logo to denote which section is what. But they should look visually consistent is the overall theme here. The next question on the questionnaire is what adjectives do you want people to most associate with your brand? If it's easier you can start with the adjectives that describe how someone feels before, during, and after working with your service or product and then really narrow in on what the unique selling proposition of the business or brand is. So for example, if we want to use the example of skincare, right? So before they find our brand they're frustrated, confused, they feel lost, they're discouraged about their skin, Then they find us and they're enlightened and they feel motivated to try our products and excited to take back control of their skin and feel more confident. And then after they feel amazing, they're telling everyone about us, they are so much more confident and they feel beautiful in their skin and they love the way that they look. So by outlining this kind of customer journey, the arc, we can get to the adjectives. Another great way to look at this if the brand has been around for a while is go back and read previous reviews and take a tally of what kinds of adjectives people are using to describe that business. Are you professional? Are you friendly? Are you attentive? Are you kind? Are you quick? Are you creative? Like figure out based on what people are already saying is the value of what you brought to the table because people will speak from their authentic experience and use the terminology that you should probably be using in your own marketing to get more of those kinds of clients. The second section of the brand questionnaire goes into brand culture and client or customer experience. So this is where we talk about the ideal client. What is their gender, age, socioeconomic status, pain points, where in the world do they live, what kind of brands do they love, who are they and who are they trying to be, basically. When we get into the ideal client avatar I really like my clients to list out exactly one of their favorite clients or an idea of who their favorite client might be so if they're a realtor they might say like sally and joe just got engaged and they're going to be married by the end of the year they're looking to buy a home and they are first-time home buyers and they love craft beer and craft coffee that kind of persona is really helpful because then that writes the script for how we would talk about talk to them or talk about them in the brand guide so this is the kind of information that i would want to include in the final brand guide that sets the scene for how and why we made the design decisions that we did throughout the brand design process i have another question in here which is very similar to the question from the last section is walk us through the client customer journey how does your client feel before during and after working with you And also, how do they find out about you? Knowing these two bits of the process are really important because, again, we need to consider, okay, what are the color palettes, the logos, the copy, the messaging? How do we bake that into the very organic client experience in in an authentic way? Then I have, what are your brand's core values? Core values are the reason why someone invests in your brand beyond the transaction of just purchasing your product or service. What values do you wish for your brand to embody? Focusing on values is hugely important. I think now more than ever, there is such a draw and a pull towards brands that are values-centric, whatever those values may be. So aligning yourself with quote-unquote lifestyle brands or lifestyle influencers, we know, isn't going anywhere, especially thanks to COVID, because we want to buy from trusted sources. People buy from people that they know, like, and trust. So having core values be very clear and very apparent is only to the benefit of the businesses that you work with. Additionally, knowing a brand's core values before you start designing for them might give you clues as to what to include in the design. If one of their values as an interior designer is that they use eco-friendly products, then maybe you wanna focus on the eco-friendly aspect in the mood board or the brand photography or the brand patterns or coming up with an icon specific to eco-friendly products that they can use for Instagram stories or print collateral. These are like a giant treasure chest of ideas, this brand questionnaire, because it's gonna give you the jumping off point that you need to make sure you're delivering the kind of product that your client is looking for. Lastly, in the brand culture section, I have a question that says, what makes your brand brag-worthy? Why would an existing client or customer tell everyone they know about your product or service? This is my new official unofficial tagline. For my services, which is taking your brand from basic to bragworthy, and what does it look like to be a bragworthy brand? To be a brand that people want to talk about and tell everyone about and love the experience so much that they want it for other people. That's really the gold that's in the referrals business and the testimonials business, is creating culture around your brand that people are super enthusiastic about. So... That's also a common theme of a lot of the businesses that I work with, and so it's really exciting to ask that question because I get some really great answers about what makes their brand brag-worthy. The third section of the questionnaire is the brand positioning section. It's really important to not only take note of who your competitors are, but realize what makes you different from your competitors, and that's exactly what this section is for. So the first question is, who are your competitors and what do you admire or dislike about them and their businesses? And I asked them specifically to link these competitors in this section so we can look at them together over our call. It's really important to see who the client perceives to be their competition and how they talk about what they like or dislike about that client. So they may say, you know, I really love that they have a wide range of products, but I really hate that their logo is so hard to read. Now you've got clues for what you can incorporate in that brand design presentation of like, okay, we're going to avoid logos that are hard to read and we're going to show off mock-ups of large product ranges. This is exactly why this questionnaire is so important again, because your client's literally giving you answers to exactly what they want to see just in word format. So having these questions baked into your process is really important. Additionally, what other brands in your industry do you admire? What do you like or dislike about those brands? So they may be, instead of a competitor, maybe it's somebody who is a big box store or it's a huge influencer that's in the coaching space. Like who's the person in your industry who's got it all figured out in your eyes and what do you like about the way that they do business? I also like to ask this question, it's a little bit out of the box, but what brands outside of your industry do you admire? Why do you admire or dislike those brands? So this is a great question to ask if your client has a very specific type of product where there maybe aren't a ton of competitors in their industry. A great example of this, I just worked with Taito on their door locks, and they didn't have a lot of door lock competitors, but they knew that they wanted to be branded similarly similarly to Yeti coolers, to Tesla, to Ring doorbells, to Nest, this kind of culturally lifestyle but tech forward, but friendly, approachable, aspirational kinds of brands where they didn't take themselves so seriously, but they did have this brand presence that superseded their, their actual product. So that was a wonderful question to ask because I got so much context about what they were actually looking for in that question that maybe I wouldn't have gotten if I didn't do this whole brand questionnaire. The fourth section, we're almost done, guys. This is four or five. Section four of five, brand aesthetics. What are three adjectives you'd like to use to describe how you want your brand to look. So these three adjectives, this is what I always include at the top of my brand presentation. So if they say the brand adjectives that they want to use to describe how their brand looks are clean, professional, and sleek, then you know that you're not gonna go for any crazy patterns or too much distracting elements or graphics or layers. Everything needs to be very clean, right? So having those three adjectives at the top of your mind when you're working on the project is really important as well. The next question is, are there colors or symbols you'd particularly like to see in the brand design? Anything to avoid? Pretty self-explanatory there. Sometimes clients are like, I hate red, it's like, okay, great, we won't use red. Or I really would like to see a fox in my logo and here's why. That's kind of their, their chance to put that in so that you're not totally designing in the dark. And then I have a question. What are three brand logos that you love and why do you admire them? What are three brand logos in your industry that you dislike and why do you dislike them? And is there a tagline or a description that should be part of the logo? Again, this is kind of poking at that very first question is how exactly do you want your logo to show up uh, on all your brand collateral? The last section is brand awareness. This is kind of the setup for, okay, once you have your branding, how are people actually going to see it? The first question in this section is where will your logo most commonly be seen, print or digital? The second question is how and where will your ideal client interact with your brand? This is really important. Are they going to see it mostly digital on social or are they going to be interacting with it in person or in print? Will your marketing on social media platforms make an impact in your business? If so, which ones? Knowing that a brand is more Instagram-centric versus TikTok or LinkedIn, starts to tell you a little bit more about the style that they may be after, based on which platform they're going to be putting content on. And then I ask this question, what kind of supporting visuals will your brands need? So ads, social graphics, blog graphics, packaging, merch, promotional products, what kind of things do they anticipate they're going to need pretty quickly? And how can you design a logo in a branding suite that suits that? So if I'm working on a haircare brand, obviously I want to include mock-ups of what bottles could look like. It's not the packaging design, but I want to show exactly how a logo looks on a bottle or a jar or a box so that they can start to wrap their head around how the whole thing's going to come together. In this section, it's also important to pay attention to where their deficiencies are. Are they going to be using Canva? Are they not? Are they going to be hiring a brand designer or a graphic designer on a regular basis or are they not? Do they have someone on their team that's highly skilled in this area or do they not? That's kind of where you're trying to gauge, okay, where could this project go after this, after we do your brand design so that you're the most successful. Lastly, I ask them, is there anything else we should know? And I leave them with this instruction, once you're finished and you've completed the questions, please take a look at the calendar and book your next call. I explain in my episode, the last solo episode, exactly why I only take calls on Tuesdays and Thursdays and break that down. But that, for now, in its entirety, is the brand questionnaire and exactly why I asked those questions. So when I'm going over this with the client on that first review call, there's a few things I want to look out for. I want to, number one, highlight anything that should be really, really important in the brand design in bright green. I kind of explain things in a stoplight pattern, so I use green, yellow, and red. Green are the things that we want to float up to the top of the branding. Yellow is going to be anything that's probably pretty industry standard or expected. And anything highlighted in red is what we want to avoid, which is exactly why I want to emphasize those questions that say, what do you like or dislike? Because if you line up everything that they like and line up everything that they dislike, you've got a pretty clear picture of where you should be going with the brand design so that the client is happy and that it works well for their their brand. So... That's the whole enchilada. I know this was a huge episode because there's so many questions in that questionnaire. But I promise you guys, if you start implementing questionnaires like this, you will get much more satisfied clients and it helps your design process so much because you're not wasting your time showing a bunch of concepts that won't work or that the client doesn't like. So really getting a good understanding of their business and what they're after will only set you up for more success in the long haul. And that's everything that's in my brand questionnaire. Don't forget, if you loved this episode, to rate, review, subscribe, tell your friends, join the Facebook group. There will be a link to the brand questionnaire eventually on my website. Um, And when it's up, we'll be sure to link it in the show notes. Also, come on over to the Facebook group where I talk about the brand questionnaire all the time, and I'm sure that there's going to be a link available to you at some point in the Facebook group. So thanks so much for listening, and we'll catch you next time. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Kiss My Aesthetic podcast. For more information, please visit mkwcreative.co slash kmapod, or follow along on every social media channel at mkwcreative.co. Also, don't forget to join the Facebook group by the same name, Kiss My Aesthetic, and to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. Catch you next time.